Hi, welcome back. So before I dive into the intro of today's guest, I just wanted to let you know that I have decided to bring back one-on-one coaching and consulting with me. It's been a really long time since I've done it, but I just did a couple one-off two-hour one-on-one VIP strategy sprint sessions. That sounds like a lot of buzzwords like packed into to a sentence, but essentially it's two hours with me on Zoom and we get to really deep dive into your messaging and content pillars. Um, a couple of things we've accomplished is um, have a client who has a brick and mortar office, and then she wanted to really sell more of her essential oils. So we dove into three ideal clients for those oils. And we mapped out three different weeks of Instagram posts revolving around those different types of clients. And we've mapped out like a good lead magnet and an email strategy. Another client is a life coach for moms who have kids going off to college. And so we renamed her program into something really clear or something really cute and clever. Um, And we did the same thing. We mapped out her messaging and her content pillars and all that. So if this sounds interesting to you, I'm only taking two people a month, but just, that's just all I have the bandwidth to do because it does require some research on, you know, on the front end. And then it's like a lot of, you know, mental and emotional energy during our call because I'm pouring everything into you. And then afterwards you get 30 minutes of Loom video support with me. So this is not on my website. Again, I'm kind of being particular about who I offer it to, not like a mean girls, you can't sit with us thing, but just because it's really designed just for like a certain type of of person who's not going to get super overwhelmed and who really just needs, like has something already and they just need to hone in the messaging and bring it to life. So send me a DM if you're interested. I would love to see if it's the right fit. And if it's not, then we can talk about some other options. So with that being said, I wanted to introduce you to today's guest, which is Dr. Danielle Angela. Dr. Danielle is one of my just really good friends. We talk all the time on Voxer. We actually got to meet in person when she was vacationing in Pensacola, Florida, when I lived there, which was really cool. And Dr. Danielle is unique in the fact that she went to chiropractic school because she wanted to own her own business. I mean, isn't that such a unique story? Like you don't hear that very often, right? And um, because of that, and she has three kids and she just really has this beautiful philosophy of work-life integration. And we're not going to use the work-life balance uh, uh, buzzword here, just like work-life integration and um, how to grow your your practice or not. She's, she doesn't focus just on chiropractors, but just how to grow your business using networking. And anyway, I think you're really going to love this episode. She has served and helped many, many, many women over the past several years through all of her different programs. Um, Her signature program, Aligned Women is back, which is super popular. So I think you will enjoy this episode. And as always, please DM me or tag this on your stories because I can't wait to hear what you think. Okay, thanks. Welcome to Holistic Marketing Simplified, a podcast for health and wellness professionals looking to simplify their marketing. I'm your host, Molly Cahill, and this podcast is brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for $100 off. You can find full show notes, resources, and more at mollycahill.com slash podcast. All right, Dr. Danielle, welcome to the Holistic Marketing Simplified Podcast. So stoked you're here. It's like a chat with a friend. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for having me. 
we got on zoom this morning. I was like, I missed you. I feel like I haven't seen you in like probably only been like a month or two, but I feel like, I mean, we talk on boxer too, but I don't know. You're just one of those people I need to talk to every week. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I was like, remember that one time we met up in Florida when you still live in Florida and Mm -hmm. I I processed, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was almost two years ago. No. So yeah, Dr. Danielle and I actually got to meet in real life, which was amazing. And so I already did your, your bio and your intro, but what are you up to now, Dr. Danielle? Like, tell us your story. Like, how did you get started? I know basically it's like, you are a chiropractor. You had kids and you were like, holy crap, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a tell short us, story. Yeah. Tell us, tell holy us your crap, story. Yeah. I, I went to chiropractic school because I wanted to own my own business, which I think is quite different than most chiropractors. I don't, I don't think most of us really set out to own our own businesses, but we just kind of default into it because it's the most common thing, the most common yeah. path to go. But yeah, I really wanted to own my own business and I saw chiropractic as a way to be able to do that and help people at the same time. And so I I started my practice and I had one kiddo already. And then once my second one was coming along, I was like, holy banana pants. Like how, how am I supposed to continue growing my business and like maintain the pace that it's at, which was, it was growing very quickly, which was great but also extremely challenging yeah. in all the other ways too. And, and also just physically, like I was pregnant and I was tired and I felt barfy and yeah. I was supposed to be happy and like energetic and take care of patients all day. So long story short, I, I took some time away from practice because I just, I didn't know how to be successful as a chiropractor and also be a present mom too. Yeah. And um, as I took time away, I was really able to reevaluate what was success for me and what does that mean? And it wasn't everybody else's definition of success or it wasn't, you know, my mentor's definition of success. It was like, I needed to figure out what that looked like for myself. How can I work the hours that I want to work, be with my kids when I want to be with them and also still make good money and help people at the same time. So I did that. And then I started teaching other people how to do the same thing. So what do you mean by teaching other people how to do the same thing? I like it just stood out to me when you said it's not your mentor's definition of success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why part of the work I do with my own clients is mindset work. If you want to call it that for lack of like a better description, but really helping them learn who they are, what's Mm -hmm. in alignment for them. What do they actually want for themselves? Not just what they've been told they should be doing. Um, and then of course there's the strategy too, of like, how do you, how do you set your office hours so that you can practice when it's best for you, when it's best for your family and, um, keep your office hours minimal so that you have a life outside of your practice and also still make money, which really is just about charging premium fees for your services and knocking off this whole idea that like we should be cheap and affordable for everybody because it's just, it's not sustainable. Yeah. This is why I think you and I are so drawn to each other because we have such a similar ethos when it comes to like work-life balance being bullshit and it's (laughs) work-life integration. Like it's all one thing. It's not there. You know what I mean? Like it's not too, especially for women, you know, 
I help women chiropractors with their social media and they're always like, yeah, women chiropractors organization exists because no man has leaked breast milk while trying to give an adjustment. (laughs) But yeah, and this is not hating on men. Like men have their own challenges in business too. So this is not like a a she man woman. What is it? She man, man haters club, whatever. (laughs) It's just saying, it's just, it's just different. Like you said, like you were pregnant, you were trying to adjust people. You didn't feel well. So And another thing I like to talk about on the podcast, and I I talked about this with some other guests is one of the things you do is you help people who are full-time hands-on, like you help them with their online business. I know that's not your sole focus anymore, but like it's something that you do. And what I always try to tell anyone who's going into any online business component is about the iterations and how, if you get stuck in the like, this has got to be perfect. Like this thing that I put out into the world is going to be the thing. And that's going to be the thing forever. Right. And how it's just so not that like you just, I don't know if you have any, if you want to touch on like iterating in your business and how you just need to get something out there and then you can always refine and tweak as you go. Yeah. That's like perfectionism, right? Yes. Like whether you're starting a brick and mortar business or an online business or something that's a hybrid of both, you can spin yourself around and around and around in circles, just like trying to figure out how to get it exactly right and never actually make any money or help any people. Mm-hmm. So instead of thinking like you have to have it all figured out, you've just got to get started and you have to be willing to start where you are with what you have and then let the pieces continue to um, come together from there. Yeah. And I've never thought about it. Um, the other guests I've interviewed, we've talked about it more from an online business perspective, but what, like, what would that look like teaching people that whatever office space they have right now, or where they put their dividers or where they put their front desk, like even all of that, like, doesn't even really like, you're going to figure it out as you go, you can move it. Yeah. You know, what actually comes to my mind is, um, human design. If you're familiar with human design, Mm -hmm. because I'm a generator and a generator's strategy uh, in life kind of is to respond. So I can't just, I can, but it gets really frustrating. If I just sit around and wait for things to be right, or like for me to have answers or clarity on something, I can sit and wait forever. Instead, I I get started and I just let things unfold and then I can respond to what's coming up. So an example of that would be, I don't really like my intake forms, but I'm going to go ahead and start my practice with the intake forms that I have. And then I'm going to have people come in as new patients. They're going to fill out these intake forms that I'm not super crazy about, but I don't know exactly what I want them to be like. And as they complete those intake forms, you know, a few people, maybe more than a few, I start to see, oh, this is what I want to be different about my forms. I want to add this question or that question, or I want to take out this section. So that might help because a lot of people are generators. There's a lot of generators on the planet. (laughs) I think actually the majority of people are either generators or manifesting generators. So you can't just like sit around and wait for things to get perfect. You've got to just jump in and then the answers will come to you as you take action on things. I'm actually going to have a human design expert on the show. Um, I'm super excited. Her name's Leah. So it'd be fun. Yeah. That's a perfect example. That's how I feel right now about my podcast page on my website. I don't like how it looks at all, but it functions and the buttons work. And so I'm like, I'll get the pretty stuff later. Like Mm -hmm. you can go click on it now and it takes you to the episode and it works. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I didn't invest in a like really professionally done website for my online business until 2022. And I made roughly, um, I don't know, $1.3 million without that website. Yeah, 
Exactly. They call it procrastinating, but yeah, I mean, yeah. So that's a perfect example. Well, let's dive into what we want to talk about today, which is one of my favorite topics, which is relationship marketing. So Mm -hmm. if you are new to my show from coming from Dr. Danielle's audience, then any, like you go back to episode one, you can go back to anything I teach. You can, you can go back to where I talk about getting scrappy. Like I think so many people start marketing on platforms like social media or online or whatever. And you just think about the sheer volume and the sheer numbers. Mm-hmm. And you want to just bypass that step of one-on-one human connection. Yeah. Yes. And you can't, it doesn't matter what platform you're marketing on. You cannot bypass that step. So um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So what does that mean to you? Like, let's we talk about from like the brick and mortar standpoint, the online business standpoint, or like a hybrid, what is relationship marketing? What does that look like for you? It's becoming known as an expert in something, becoming known as the go-to expert in something amongst other professionals, practitioners, and providers, whether it's your local area or just, you know, uh, if you work online, then it can be people anywhere, which is amazing. You've got like 8 billion people to network with. Right. <laughs> Um, not that you need to network with all of them, but yeah, it's, it's like building relationships that people know, like, and trust you. They know what you do. They understand if they encounter someone that has a specific problem that they don't help with, they know you need to go see Molly instead. Do you think having a really narrow niche helps with that? Or how do you teach people with like niching down? Or do you think that's like a buzzword? Yeah, no, I think that that's really important because when we just say, you know, as a chiropractor, like, well, I remove subluxations from the spine so I can help anybody. Nobody really gets that. And it's not, it doesn't light up my brain in a way that says, oh, I know this particular person who needs that. Right. So Mm. I'm not thinking like, yes, my friend Sally really needs to have her subluxations removed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yes, as a chiropractor, we adjust the spine, we remove subluxations. But instead, if, if I'm focused on something that a lot of my clients do in practice is tethered oral tissue, right? Tongue ties mm-hmm. and lip ties. Mm-hmm. So if if people know that I'm the go-to expert in my area for tongue ties and lip ties, then when they are talking to a mom who has um, issues with her, her baby breastfeeding, they're like, hmm, your child might have ties. You should go see Danielle. Yeah. And it's funny. I have another student, Dr. Katrina. She said she like literally, and now not everybody's going to have this knowledge base, right? Cause you know, but not all your patients are going to know about all these different people. And we're just trying to get people in the door most of the time. But she said she, depending on what's wrong with her kids, she takes them to do a different chiropractor around the Atlanta area. Like depending on what's wrong with them, I'm just mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh. And until I got it's so funny because I thought I was super niche, right? Like serving health and wellness professionals and Instagram. And then of all of my chiropractic clients, every single one of them is like so different. So, oh yeah. Yeah. You're so right. I love that. What do you, do you have people who kind of push back on, like they almost get in that scarcity mindset? Like, well, if I'd narrow my focus, then I'm eliminating this huge pool. Absolutely. All the time. Yeah. So the way that I help people overcome that limiting belief, if you will, or that's just an incorrect assumption is that when we market to everyone, we market to no one. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're just more noise in a very, very noisy world. So nobody's paying attention to you. You don't stand out. But if you are really clear on what problem you help people with, and that's what you're, what you're talking about, your um, marketing, your 
relationship building, people are more, it's not even necessarily that they're more likely to pay attention. It just, it just connects with them. They know if it's for them or, or if it's not. Yeah. Well, and I think about like with my business in the social media space, like I'm like, okay, I'm the go-to person for chiropractic or health coaches yeah. or whatever, because there's a million people that could do your social media. Yeah. And I remember when I first niched down, it was so terrifying. I was like, and I remember my, my mom being like, well, why don't you work with everybody? You're eliminating so many people. Yeah. And I always use the vanilla and mint chocolate chip ice cream example. Like I think mint chocolate chip is disgusting, but then there are people it who, is disgusting. Right, but, there, but there are people who like, if they were on death row, they'd want mint chip as their last meal. They'd be like, that's what I, mm-hmm. you know? And then you're like, like if people serve you vanilla, like you're going to eat it. You're not like, well, it's not, it's it's fine. Like vanilla, vanilla is fine, but I don't want to be fine. I want to be the thing that you're like, I have to have that. <laughs> right. I can, pa- Ooh, this is a really good example. And I love ice cream, but I can walk past all of the vanilla varieties of ice cream in the grocery store. and just like, meh, don't care. Yeah. But if there's a chocolate that has like mix-ins that are more chocolate plus peanut butter, <gasps> I, say, I cannot say no to that. That's, that's, that's for me. <laughs> Have you ever had the Talenti gelato peanut butter cup? Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I'm a peanut butter girl too. So sorry. So back to the topic of relationship marketing, or I guess this is on the topic of relationship marketing, but what are some other examples? Like, so we talked about niching down. What are some other things that people can do to really hone in on that authority building? Yeah. Um, I teach a process of um, reach outs, I call them so that you are intentionally and purposefully connecting with other people in your area and making initial contacts, but it's not like what a lot of us were taught to do. So it's not taking them cookies, uh, which you probably did (laughs) or taking them lunch, right. As a pharmaceutical sales rep, like you probably did. Oh yeah. I fed people every day, all day, every day. Yeah. So you can do that. And actually I have a classmate from chiropractic school that did that. And he grew his practice based on doing what a pharmaceutical sales rep does, like taking lunch to medical doctor's offices and just like sharing about chiropractic and how he helps people, um, how like the statistics on chiropractic and back pain and neck pain and headaches. And that's how he grew his practice. So it worked for him. It's not that it doesn't work per se, but people come to me because they're looking for a different option. They don't want to do health fairs. They don't want to do screenings. They're just like over these cheesy things that, you know, for a long time were like chiropractic marketing. So I was teaching what I did that worked. (laughs) And one day my sister was my office manager. She and I were looking at statistics and I realized over two thirds of our practice had come because I was building relationships with other people in our area intentionally. Love that. And I was like, hmm, I guess that's working. And so things like the bulletin in the church, you know, down the street or like the sign at the high school and the gymnasium, that stuff we couldn't say was bringing us new patients at all, but we could very clearly say, Oh, this person was referred by that person. This person was referred by that person, whether it was existing patients or other people that I had been networking with in the area. So let's um, talk about online business. Cause you talked about like, okay, there's eight, 8 billion people or whatever, but I always teach people, even when you have an online business to still start locally. Yeah. Because it gives somebody something to hold on to. Like I, I just had somebody enroll in Holistic Marketing Hub two weeks ago. She's like, oh, I'm in Cincinnati too. I saw you're in Cincinnati. And it gave her that connection point. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I have, um, let's see, right now off the top of my head, at least three, if not more than that, clients who are local to me. And I live in a town of 10,000 people. And you probably so, rarely see them in person, do you? You see them in person. Oh, you do? Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, that's good. But I'm really intentional about seeing yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason I ask it, because my, one of my first virtual assistants who I love dearly, and she's actually going to come back and do some contracting work for me. She, I hired her because she lived in like the next town over and we only ended up meeting in person like twice, but it just something about knowing she was close by. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just like a big draw for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, when you, especially if you're new to an area and you're just getting your business started, it's a really easy way to say like, Hey, I'm new to this area. I'm just wanting to get out and meet more people, meet more business owners. So would you like to meet up for lunch or coffee? that's so simple. And yet we overlook the importance and the significance of making those connections and spending time with people in real life. I think that's the key is like in real life. Yes. And being somebody who teaches social media, I still could not agree more because I, that's actually how I started my business. I was going to, um, well, when I was in San Diego, this is funny story. I forgot about this until the other day. Dr. Chrissy, my chiropractor and I were friends and we were both looking to grow a network. She was, she had bought an existing clinic, but it didn't really like the patients weren't her. You can probably imagine. It's like when you buy someone oh. else's practice, you're like, uh, yeah, really like yeah, like it was great, you know, but anyway, so we were both trying to network. So neither one of us had ever run any Facebook ads. We had no idea what we were doing. This is years and years ago. And, we were, and she had like this big space and we we're like, let's let's like host a networking event here. Like we had no idea what we were doing. Mm-hmm. I think we spent, I'm not kidding, maybe $20 on Facebook ads and it had a really oh, wow. cute name. She was a Game of Thrones fan. I'm not, do you watch Game of Thrones? No. I don't either, but I guess Tyrion, Tyrion or whatever his name is, it says something like, I drink wine and I know things. And that was like a, a like a common quote. So we <laughs> named it like women entrepreneurs who drink wine and know things or something oh like God. that. And we had 20 people show up. Yeah. And we didn't know any of them. Like they were just like, we were shocked. I bought like wine and cheese from like Trader Joe's and was like, here you go. Like, but it was cool. That was kind of like the start, right? Because if you think about yeah. life as a web and the networking as a web, mm-hmm. it has such a huge impact. And that's before I had even like narrowed down my focus. But I think back to that all the time. And I'm like, I got to start going to events again. Cause I really did enjoy it. Like the local like in person. Yeah. And there can be so much overlap too, with what we do online and in person. So back in 2015 or 16, 16, I guess I started, no 15. I started live streaming on Periscope before it was bought by Twitter. And once Facebook rolled out their live streaming capabilities in 2016, I was like, no problemo. I'm an expert at this already. (laughs) So I just easily started live streaming on Facebook instead of Periscope because I already had a lot of connections on Facebook anyway. And so then like people were watching my videos and they would never like engage. They didn't comment or like, or, you know, now we have all the reactions available back then. Uh They didn't, um, they never, I never knew that they were watching, but they would, I would see them in person, like out trick or treating or at a, softball game and they're like oh my gosh I love watching your videos <gasps> what and um my family would be like who is that person I'm like well we're friends on Facebook but apparently they watch my videos 
But that just is so cool. doing that consistently, consistently, very consistently over the long term, you know, I still have people um, that say to me like, so how's this going or how's that going? Because they know about it from me doing those live videos. That's amazing. So, and yeah, and that's relationship marketing too, because people are getting to know you, like know who you are. And yeah, I mean, so what do you, we only have a few minutes left, but when I think about relationship marketing and like, like you said, like strategic networking, I think one of the things that comes to people's mind is like BNI groups or like stuff like that, or like, mm -hmm. or I could hear somebody be like, I'm an introvert. I don't want to go out and meet new people. Like mm -hmm. that's two questions in one, but it, and I don't want you to give away too much. I know, like I said, you teach all this in your program, but do you want to kind of speak to both of those points? Well, I mean, things like the chamber, Toastmasters, BNI, et cetera, those are all fine. Do them yeah. if you want to do them, right? At a certain point, we have to look at what's actually giving us a return on our investment and decide, do I want to continue doing this or not? And that's one of the biggest things I see people struggle with. Like, they are like, well, I'm in the chamber. I'm like, mm -hmm. so what? <laughs> and what do you do with it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you actually build relationships? And that means more than just going to the chamber events where there's like 500 people attending and eating lunch and mm -hmm. someone is speaking, right? Because you're probably also one of five to 10 other chiropractors at that meeting of 500 people. So what, so like, why would someone refer to you versus all those other people? And then that brings up the question that often comes up, especially for women of like, well, I'm not really sure. Like, why would they refer to me? I don't really know. And it's imposter syndrome, right? But again, that's where it comes back to deciding who is your target market and what's one problem that you can help that target market solve. And, and can you differentiate yourself from all of those other options? So yes, niching down, right? Well, <laughs> I'm an introvert. <laughs> I'm highly introverted. I need a lot of time alone to recover from all the output of taking care of people and having children and doing podcast interviews and being on social media, but I can still do it. It's just a matter of being balanced, I guess, if you will, like acknowledging my own needs mm -hmm. in the process. If you are going to work with clients one-to-one, -one, you're going to be facing people there's like no way that I know of to get around that <laughs> unless you do like distance Reiki, but and even you're so, still, yeah, but you're still, still yeah. know that you were yeah. that, like, you have that service available. And if you're a Reiki practitioner, you know, even if you're doing distance Reiki, you're still connecting to that person mm -hmm. so like in your energetic bandwidth. So there's just no way around it. I think it also comes down to scheduling yourself. Like if you know, you're going to have a heavy, you know, day of, client facing or networking events, like make sure you schedule the next day as a day where you're not, <laughs> you need that time to recharge. I'm Absolutely. a huge extrovert. And even I need after a day of calls, even I'm like, Oh, my brain, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or going to a continuing education conference, you know, Ooh, yes. can be very energizing and like we can go and be excited about what we're learning and excited to take it back to our practice but you need time after that to recover from all that output and interaction with other people and to kind of like diffuse it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because this is a social media podcast, how do you feel like relationship marketing ties into social media marketing? I think it's really essential, honestly, yes. because social media has shifted so that um, it's way harder to become a social media influencer where like you're way up here with 
you know, tens of thousands of followers. And like, you just had this microphone and you just shouted everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's become, it's become um, so much more focused on you actually building connection with those people. Yes. So one really, really smart way to do that is to build connection with those people in real life. Yes. And as you do that, then they also are more likely to engage and share and comment on your social media content because they know you. By um, sorority days, I was recruitment, like in charge of rush and stuff. I'd say, find a need, fill a need. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, this is Dr. Danielle. She also has three daughters. This is so-and-so. She has three daughters. Like whatever it is that you can find. One of my students introduced me to another chiropractor and I was looking at her profile and she lives where I used to live, like the small town where I used to live. And so I messaged her immediately. I was like, I lived in Fairhope for a year. And then I lived in Daphne for a year. And like that struck up our conversation because we had that common ground. So if you're ever like, I don't know what to say to somebody, just like find that common point and go from there. Yeah. So Dr. Danielle, how can people learn this process from you? Just DM me on Instagram and I will get you um, more details. You can find me at Dr. Danielle Angela on Instagram. Yep. And I know you have a couple of different levels and a couple of different programs. So I know you can kind of help them get to the right like program for them, but yeah, yeah, we'll link your Instagram below and um, any final words of advice on relationship marketing before we sign off. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there because people, I mean, this has almost become cliche now, but people really want to have connection with other people. Everybody is feeling tired of being on zoom or on social media. And Mm -hmm. I know it can feel scary to make that first contact. And you might be thinking like, what if they don't reply? It honestly really doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) It honestly really doesn't matter. And people are so busy that you might need to make uh, one to, I don't know, 20 contacts with someone before they're like, oh my gosh, I've been meaning to get back to you. I'm so glad that you reached out. Thank you. I love when people follow up with me. If you're out of my like unread vision of field, like you're gone. Like I need uh-huh. you to remind me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. well, thank you so much for coming on today. And you are a good inspiration to me and I'm not even a chiropractor. So I appreciate you so much coming on the, the show and um, everybody connect with Dr. Danielle below. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Holistic Marketing Simplified, brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code PODCAST for $100 off. And hey, you know how every podcaster at the very end of their episode asks you to rate and review their podcast? Well, that's because it's super important. These podcasts take a lot of time and heart and effort to produce to bring you free information. So in order for me to be able to continue doing that, we need more people to find out about the show. So if you could, please just take like two minutes out of your very busy day to leave me a rating and share this on your Instagram stories and tag at Molly A. Cahill. That's C-A-H-I-L-L. I would greatly, greatly appreciate your support. I truly appreciate you so much. I know your time is valuable and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.